So welcome to RC Stuff, powered by Hobby Wing. My name is Charlie Sawanka, and I am here with the world-famous Jordan Jet Temkin from the DRL and beyond. Jordan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing wonderful. How about you, Charlie? I am great. This is RC Stuff, where we talk about all things RC, ranging from cars, boats, helicopters, of course, drones, and all the tech that goes along with it. Um, I think one of the main things we want to do is break down some of the things that people don't understand about this wonderful hobby and make it easier for everybody to understand and use in their day-to-day hobby lives. Episode number one, that's a fantastic way to kick things off if you haven't met, heard of us before. A brief history is that I've been doing RC since I was a kid. My dad got me into RC so that I probably wouldn't race go-karts, and I've been a professional RC nerd ever since, and have found myself doing tech support and customer service uh, for the last many years from major races and even getting into doing race announcing and meeting a lot of the pros and different aspects of from cars flying things, drone racing most recently, and wonderful folks like everybody here at Hobby Wing. Um, Jordan, on the other hand, has a very different path. Jordan, why don't you tell us a little bit about how, how you found yourself here this evening? Right. So as Charlie may have been doing RC all his life, uh, I come from a slightly different angle. I am very, very new to RC. Uh, I came along with the beginning of the drone craze around 2013, 2014. Uh, so I'm a non RC person who has gone very, very heavily into the RC world, uh, over the past five or so years. Um, so for me, it's really, I'm, I'm a total newbie, especially to the, uh, airplane boat and car side of the things. Uh, so I'm very curious, uh, and who's the best person to ask, but someone who's been doing it for so long, like Charlie. It's been uh, longer than I care to think about sometimes. So, Lots of fun stories to share and lots of experience. Um, I think one of the big things that we run into in the hobby is the new tech that we're learning. It's almost like learning a new language. The, the things that we're spending our money on to uh, put into the vehicles or build from scratch. What was, I think, maybe one of the hardest things for me was being able to ask the right questions early on and then understand the answers that are, we were given back. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think one of the important things is that if you guys do have questions about this stuff, Jordan and I are available uh, through the social media and beyond. And you guys can reach out to us, shoot us a message to rcstuff at hobbywing.com, and we will be able to get your questions on the show, answer those directly. If there's something about one of the topics that we talk about and you don't understand that, you can break that down for us, let us know what episode it is, what the topic was, and we'll be happy to go back and, and touch upon those things again. So, Right, and all questions are welcome because any questions that we get asked, we will eventually uh, bring onto the podcast and help explain uh, further in detail so that you know, you can go along to truly understand your original question much better, or I guess the answer to your question much better. Yeah, a lot of times the answer is one thing, but understanding why that answer applies to what you're doing can make it so that you maybe don't have to ask a different question later on because you already kind of understand how this stuff all works. So, Right. Lots right. of fun stuff ahead. 
And that yeah. brings us to our first topic for RC stuff, and it's all about timing to me. Uh, something. Oh, is it? Was yeah. that good timing? Is it, good timing. It could be good timing. Segways good timing. All right. What Jordan, what yeah, do what you it, know? I don't even know what timing is. Right. So my rudimentary understanding of what timing is is when the ESC and like stop me if I'm wrong because I probably am. Uh, when the ESC is telling the motor to move at a certain pace, they have to uh, be in synchronous, right? To function at their peak power or efficiency or performance or whatever you call it, uh, they have to be working at in the same timing as a metronome. You know, you can't have a band and everyone's on a different tempo because it would probably sound pretty bad. Right, so the sequencing of the speed control pushing and pulling on the coils of the motor to make the, the magnet rotate is the, mm-hmm. the core idea here. That's the timing sequence. But more importantly, the speed controls can overdrive this firing sequence a little bit and what would be known as timing advance. So you can take a motor that would normally do, just to, for the sake of using round numbers, do right. 10,000 RPM, and with these... The, the electronic magic of timing, you can make the motor suddenly do 15 or 20,000 RPM very easily. With okay. that, there's some losses. So this, this overdriving sequence, and depending on the loads that the motors are under, will affect how efficient the motor runs. So a lot of people understand timing as the motor working correctly, and in some regards that is correct, but... For the most part, timing is all about trying to make the motor go faster, plain and simple. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It, it's, it does have a side effect because of the way the motors are spun that sometimes low timing isn't good, sometimes high timing isn't good. So the, the, the overall combination in the vehicle will run better or worse with mm-hmm. more or less timing. But the, the, the end result is you're just changing the RPM band, if you will, or the RPM range of the motor and how it responds to the loads that it's under. So in the example of, say, a boat or a plane where you, the props are somewhat fixed, or quadcopters, you know, for the most part, that you don't have adjustable right. gearing like, like you do in a vehicle. So right. the oh, timing okay. becomes much more important for adjusting the load on the motor to make it run correctly. Whereas mm-hmm. in a vehicle, we don't have to do that. We can change the gearing to get the, the RPMs and you know the the load where we want for the rpm right right so so timing very much it it comes down to the speed control trying to make the motor go faster than it would if it wasn't using this feature this timing advance and in the rc car world we have blinky racing which is zero timing where they don't use any of this timing advance Mm. and we have boosted and turbo and all these other things that we adjust on the fly in some situations the the motor the speed control can determine how much timing it's going to apply on rpm ranges after full throttle there's ramp up times and how much timing how quickly you dump the timing all these different aspects and what we've you and i have both encountered recently i think we were both at an event and ran into some of these guys talking about the the timing settings and quadcopter speed controls drones if you will mm-hmm. this bl heli stuff that's in there and it got me 
sitting down thinking about some of the phenomenons that guys have been running to uh, with these race builds because they run super high KV motors. They HV charge their six cell lipos. So the systems are under some pretty big stresses. Not right, only from, already, yeah, already, right. Not only from the current and the voltage that they're being put under, but the RPM that these motors start to reach. And right. in anything, when you have to fire or switch the coils in the speed control there's going to be some mechanical things that are going on there's what i call them mechanical things mm-hmm. everything's electronic but there's there's physics involved and in how fast electricity can move and when you have to switch it between three phases you run into this problem where physically there's not enough time to switch these three phases quick enough to make the motor run the rpms that you're wanting it to do right I, right once we, I, I sat down and talked to several racers there that were talking about a phenomenon in drone racing called desyncing, where when they're flying around, suddenly the, it seems like it loses contact and one of the motors will stop and it, it does some funny stuff. And it, to me, this seems more like a misfire than it is a desync or an overcurrent situation that you're sapping out a battery, overdriving one speed control where that speed control wants to load up and draw a bunch of power and that shuts off. Goofy stuff like that. And a lot of these guys don't mess with the speed control settings. They leave them on default or they talk to mm-hmm. other people and they change these settings that we don't know what they actually are doing, but they make a phenomenon get better or worse. Not necessarily go away, but it makes it less sensitive to the, the thing happening. And what I ran into was a couple things that were real common. HV charging gives more voltage to the battery, more RPM to the motors, and these guys typically all ran fairly high KV motors for what would be a 6S setup. And on top of that, they all ran the timing on auto. The other topic was a DMAG thing, and I I still not 100% sure what DMAG does, so I'll have to do a little digging on that. But the big thing was this auto timing feature, what it's doing is trying to make the motor run faster all the time. It's essentially using an algorithm to look at the motor RPM, how fast it's accelerating, and apply more or less timing, mm. bringing RPMs much, much higher. And one of the guys really kind of woke me up that when he HV charged, he desynced all the time. When he didn't HV charge, he did not desync nearly as much. So this seemed very much triggered by RPM. So I was working with a customer that was having goofy, crazy desync problems based off his inputs, and he was no problems on lower voltage, big problems on higher voltage, and it, nothing was failing. It, this problem kept coming back. So chase everything around and decide that we need to try lowering some timing, and at least for this customer, solve this problem. He turned off the auto timing, locked it into a lower setting, and he can run whatever he wants, all the hard inputs, high RPM, low RPM, all that stuff, it went away. So it made me realize that as expert as drone guys are in building, a lot of us don't understand what the timing is. And I think that the core understanding that timing is essentially trying to make your motor go faster, and the more timing you use, the faster it's going to want to go, is something very basic that gets overlooked in in timing in general. So Right. So it's something that car guys... Uh, have been doing for a very long time with programming at the track to to squeeze that tiny tiny little bit more and speed or power of or rpm out of the motor that they possibly could even more so they right. do mechanical timing on the actual motor so there's a physical adjustment that they do to the end bell oh. to increase and decrease the timing so they get to do it multiple ways because so that's aligning <laughs> when the the magnets and the stators kind of meet up or uh, over. Uh, 
RC car motors are yeah, for the racing yeah. stuff are censored. So there's a sensor oh, okay. board in there that's telling the speed control the location of the the magnet the whole time. So you're actually oh. changing the orientation of the sensor board to the stator or the coils, and that in turn moves where the firing sequence even wow. starts. So you can take a speed control that has no timing capabilities whatsoever, and you can adjust the motor to go have a higher RPM range. Now. All of this timing stuff comes at a loss. More RPM mm -hmm. means more load. You're essentially taking away some of the torque constant of the motor, which increases current across the board. So as you run more timing, you also run into higher currents and more temperature as well. Right, right, right. Okay. So, I mean, with that little bit of extra power, speed, or whatever, you definitely do have losses. Oh, for sure. Um, Maybe yeah. more, more so Pros than the gains. Cons. Yeah. Huh. So then for the, the drone world, uh it's more just we have to look at we've been kind of trying to work around it yeah. i guess up until this point right uh but we're we're getting to the point where hardware i guess we we have to work on that part of the hardware well a couple of things have changed in the last year so the batteries got a lot better and people mm -hmm. started running different styles of motors stators got larger magnets got bigger and KV went up a little bit compared to the voltage that we were going right. after. Definitely. So we ran into a much higher RPM range than we'd been dealing with for a long time. So I think that there was just a lot of damage and problems based off of the tech not able to run at these crazy high RPMs mm -hmm. or these crazy RPMs were creating some sort of giant current drain that was not being recorded or you know noticed correctly because things were shutting down turning off whatever the case may be right right because we definitely do run pretty crazy rpms and with no gearing to help balance right that. and no no regard for the conditions is what i found uh one of the things that i ran into from talking to a lot more racers is some of these guys run real high kv setups but they fly around that they use the high you know they use the full throttle sparingly other guys run these high KV setups and they mash throttle and that obviously these guys are going to have a couple more problems than the guys who are a little more cautious, but it's six of one half dozen the other what's right or wrong. Cause the guys that kind of go faster tend to go through more equipment, whether they're using it correctly or incorrectly. It's just kind of the nature of the beast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, I think that was a the pretty good spiel on, what is timing, how it can be pros or cons, uh, and how uh, it's been being used in the car world, but is, I guess, still to be uh, transferred over to the drone world of things. Yeah, I, I think that there's so many variables in drones, and it's real easy to tune mechanically with props and motor combos and... Mm -hmm voltages and i mean more importantly the tune of the drone is so so crucial that a lot of times there's one more thing to mess with motor settings and stuff like that can be a little daunting so i, I don't right. blame them quite honestly right right there's already enough to deal with and um, I mean, there's something to be said for some of these cats they don't have problems and everybody else runs what they have they do have problems so it can be very specific to Usage pilots, luck of the draw in some regards, I right. guess. The but, way you fly, all right. of that. The I mean, we've all had... you fly. Right. It could be hot, cold, humid, and that would even change uh, if, you're, if your ESC or your motor can handle um, that specific timing that someone else is using right. on the other side of the world. Very right. much so. Right. So it's, it's very much a, 
it's it's a whole other thing to tune uh where with drones we have a, a lot of things that we tune on the software side uh on cars it's more mechanical um on planes it's also more mechanical i think that's just a difference in in those two disciplines or three the, disciplines the, i think the usages are different uh cars right. have been being raced competitively side by side for decades drones is right. just starting to happen so i think right, that right. the more experience we get splitting hairs the the quicker that's going to be but i think an important thing is is that maybe it's a good idea to turn the timing down and start there as a building trend versus these auto settings that are constantly trying to ramp more timing to what the speed control the BL Heli folks are assuming is giving you better performance out of your speed control. They're thinking our firmware makes your speed control faster. But for what we're doing with these builds, maybe that's not the right aspect anymore. And we should lock that timing down to a low setting and see if that helps our builds a little bit. So I have a question for you then. So if I lower my timing, let's say, does that make my drone more reliable uh, in terms of you know, uh, the ESC and the motor being able to, to always, to not have that desync or what you you might think. I would, Um, I would say that generally, yes, always more reliable with the exception being that if it was underloaded, right. If you went too far, right. If you were running way, you couldn't in a drone, but yeah. So, you know, essentially, yeah, you're always going to be better off running lower timing for safety's sake. And then if everything runs awesome and you need a little more speed, you can start turning the timing up at that stage. And, and what are we talking in terms of, I mean, I'll, I'll go out and test in the field uh, and we will chat about that at the beginning of next episode. Um, but are we talking like I'm losing a, a significant amount of power uh, or is it, I mean, I guess it's, it just depends. Huh? It, yeah, it, it can be pr- very noticeable and it can be to the point that you can have enough timing that you actually sap the batteries out. It, it's so much more powerful. So you're, you can get some pretty drastic differences there for sure. Okay. So it's, this is more, I got to go test in the field, see what works best for the setup and gear that I have. Uh, and I mean, it's a whole part of the tuning process. Right. Is Right. Yeah, if you were to get to a situation where, let's say, everything was running awesome, you had way more runtime than you needed, mm. nothing was coming down hot, but you could use a little more power, that's a great time mm. to crank up some timing and see if you Got can it. squeeze a little more lap time, something like that. Until that happens, no need to even think about turning it up, quite honestly. So is that a normal part of, like, let's say you're building a new RC car uh, and you brought it to the track and you're going you're gonna to tune the timing. Does, is that a thing? Sort of. Uh, some classes of racing, uh, there's a lot of motor tuning with the end bell and the gearing spec class racing. And mm-hmm. as as wide open as drone racing, it is it is kind of becoming spec class racing. And then the monkey see, monkey doing. They're all running right, right. similar batteries, similar props, similar size and KV motors. So they're starting the to kind of hone it. The same. Right, right. They're starting to hone in on this very spec style of racing. And in RC cars, when you go to the track and you're spec racing, the biggest thing is the hot setup, what motor timing, what mm-hmm. gearing, and then before you can even get that far, you have to make sure that your vehicle is identical to that setup. Lightweight drivetrain, you know, all of the things that are a factor in that, you know, razor's edge gearing working has to be the same, otherwise you're liable to go out there and that thing burns to the ground type of deal. Right. So totally. In this regard, drone racing is much the same way because we're all going out there on this razor's edge setup 
and we don't know if we can fly as good as that guy or if our layout is conducive to that or if our, you know, all these other factors that are in there. So I think that, yes, very much so in car racing, they start out safe where these spec racers, these experts that are, these spec racers probably spend more money racing than anybody else. They kind of work their way up to their ideal gear and they mess with it the whole time, sometimes making changes right before the, the important race type of thing because they've just figured out through the whole round of qualifying that this is the setup and they got this little change that they can make to squeeze a little bit more out of it and sometimes they get it wrong so right, right. that'd be a shame but in in open class racing modified it's a little easier than that there's not a ton of uh getting it wrong right off the bat you can get pretty close and then know how far away you are because modified has way more power than spec racing does in some situations hmm so that's I mean it's a it's a part of the tuning process and maybe I need to start bringing that into my drone tuning process as well. I think a lot of racers are going to start I'm making a campaign with all the racers that I oh, talk yeah. to to start locking the the timing down and stop using that auto stuff at least because it makes perfect sense to me with the trends we've been seeing over the last couple months with um just reports of desyncs and all the other stuff in between. Right, it's just pushing the gear without the the quite the right uh, settings uh, further than it should be right and a lot of it isn't even f- nothing's failing right it's not the gear right. it's the so- it's the settings in the software right it's, it's yeah it's the weirdest time in my rc career of doing tech support and whatnot very rarely is a combination of settings that makes it not work but we're running into right. that with drones and that that's it can be very discouraging for builders so right exactly and that's the last thing you want to have happen is someone new come in uh, and get discouraged because now they have to be going to change 20 different settings uh, and learn how to tune different things, and that, that can be pretty difficult. Yeah, yeah. I that's what steered me clear of building drones in the beginning was the plugging my RC into a computer. I was scared. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I definitely had a bunch of experiences uh, being new to RC, and, you know, like I didn't know how to bind a remote because I didn't even know how to do that. Uh, so I tried to actually bind two different companies. I had uh, <laughs> one company's controller and another company's receiver, and I spent about a week trying to bind the two together. Because they were both 2.4, so they should have worked together. Right. Makes perfect right. sense, right? It was an RC mm-hmm. controller and an RC receiver, <laughs> and why why don't they work together? It's all plugged up and the light's turning on. I, I like uh, when the, the airplane ones don't work with the car ones. They're from the same brand, and they don't work together. It just doesn't make any sense. Right. So, I mean, I'm chock full of those kind of newbie questions, um, and we will be talking about those kind of things much, much more. This is just episode number one. Uh, You know, we just came up with timing. I think it was good timing to to come out with timing on the first one. Good timing to talk about timing, for sure. Right. It's a great timing. But on that note, kind of brings us to a close here, and I think that uh, Mm -hmm. we've we've, we've left our world-famous co-host with a task he's going to get out and fly and see what the timing does to his setups is that is that what i heard yeah yeah i think that's a good i think that's a good idea i can take the knowledge that you just gave me uh and then bring it into the real world and see i'm hoping that you come back and like charlie you're an idiot high timing is way better low timing's terrible my copter fell out of the sky because i've been wrong often in my job and we went down a road lots of people tried it it worked for a while and then we found out that was causing a different set of problems so 
that that's right. and that's that's part of troubleshooting and tech yeah. support right and that's that's part of what we're here to do on this podcast is share our experience um because that's that's how you learn especially in in rc is and i mean life we could go much R- grander rc on that whole scheme has a lot <laughs> of stuff and it'll give us lots of stuff to talk about so right lots of stuff so uh we're gonna we're gonna wrap up with that i think right on that note i think that's a wonderful time to bring this to a close and invite you to tune in next week for more rc stuff powered by hobby wing my name is charlie sawanka this is jordan jet Temkin. <laughs> this is jordan jet temkin with the silky tones on the other side <laughs>